Happy New Year to all of you. Yes, a Happy New Year because it is the beginning of the liturgical year. With Advent, we prepare for the coming of Christ, and we, the church begins again that cycle. So last year we had cycle A of the readings. We're now in cycle B, different gospel readings, different uh, emphases on some of the different things. So as part of this season, there are many things that we look forward to culturally and traditionally, leaving aside the cookies and cake and presents and all those things, we have some very particularly spiritual things, such as the Advent wreath that we put in with the candles, or the Advent calendar, or Christmas carols. But I don't want to speak about any of those C's, candles or calendar or carols, but rather about something else that starts with a C and is central to this season. We heard it in the first reading, clay. Now you may think, clay? How does that have to be central to the season of Advent? We heard at the end of the prophet Isaiah's the passage, it says, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. Advent, this season, is a time of preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord at the end of time, the coming of the Lord for us at the end of our time, and more immediately, the coming of the Lord at Christmas. And as part of preparing for that coming, we need to make sure that we are malleable, that we can change, that we're, opening, we're open to being changed by the Lord. Recently, over the Thanksgiving break, um, I, was with, I was going to travel to be with my brother, and I listened to um, a single shard. It's a beautiful tale based on, an, on these artifacts, these clay items that were made, I believe, in Korea. Uh, I think it was even several centuries before our Lord's birth, or maybe remembering wrong, it may have been as late as the medieval period. Anyways, it was a while back. And in there, there's a, the main character, a boy called um, Eartree, kind of a strange name, or uh, he is in a bush looking at a potter creating these dishes and items on his wheel. And he sees the potter take the clay off, throw it down, kind of mush it back into a ball, and then place it again on his wheel. And he goes through this several times, and from his vantage point, the item looks perfect from where he was. And yet the potter had the eye and the touch to tell that it would not be the way he wanted it. The story, besides being a very beautiful one, describes very many things that can be applicable to our spiritual life and the fact that we are clay in the hands of God. The Lord is forming us. We're in a process. We're not done yet. And sometimes something may feel fine to us. That's good enough. I'm happy to be that way. And yet the Lord says, no, this isn't for your good. This isn't the best for you. I'm going to remold you again. I'm going to knock you down and then put you on my wheel again. Now one of the first things that Tree Ear, I 
had to do was he had to go down and dig the slime or the what would be the clay out of the riverbed. And then it had to be mixed over a series of days in pools till it was the right consistency. How necessary it is for our spiritual life to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, to allow the Holy Spirit to direct us, to water us, to give us inspiration. But so often the experience of a Christian is that we're like dry clay. That mixture is no longer the appropriate one. We've become something that's hard to work with. Perhaps most of us have had the experience at some point of picking up a jar. Maybe it was a jar of putty or of Play-Doh, one of those plastic ones, and we squeezed it to see if it was still good. Uh, feels a little bit dry. We opened the lid and we noticed this is no good and we tossed it. Thank God that <laughs> he doesn't do that with us, but rather he does the laborious work of adding the water again, of mixing, of something that might be practically impossible with dried out clay. He works on us again if only we will submit and allow him. And so Advent is a season to allow where we become hardened, where we're maybe crumbly instead of being able to be moved on the wheel of God's grace, to allow God to work on us. Now one of the most important ways is through our own personal prayer. We need to receive the sacraments on a regular basis, but we're not going to get as much out of the sacraments, and we're not going to have a real living relationship with God unless we're praying on our own as well. And so Advent is a time to reinvigorate ourselves with the Word of God, to delve into the prophets, to delve into the Gospels, to read maybe a chapter a day, and then to ask, how does this apply to me? What is God saying to me today? Because His Word is alive. That's how we'll begin to allow the Lord to work in us again. You know, in making a vessel, at least um, as this book described it, the final process was placing it in an oven or a kiln where it was baked. But even then, sometimes the artisan would throw the item out because there was a final glaze that they put on it. And as it was put into the oven, depending on the heat, what part of the oven, all these different factors, it still might come out wrecked brittle, the color not having taken correctly, and whatnot. That fire, in a certain sense, is like our final days here on earth, when God will allow us to go through some kind of trial, where we will then, our will will be baked, as it were, either for God or against Him for all eternity. And so, we should never rest saying, well, I'm content. I've, I've made the place where I think I can hold this, and yeah, I might have to go to purgatory, but I'll, I'll get to heaven. That's the wrong kind of attitude, because we can't be sure of that. We are a fragile vessel. The vessels that were described in this book were made for very rich families, and even for the imperial palace. God works on us, and he destines us for an imperial place a resting place in his eternal kingdom. Will we allow him to work on us? Will we allow him to rework on us? 
Will we allow him to continue to mold and shape us? Will we never grow tired of this process? That's what Advent is. All these other things are important. They help us enter in the Advent wreath, the Advent calendar, the songs, the different traditions. But we'll lose sight of the main thing if we lose sight of the fact of our being clay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.